0: Okay, welcome to Autonomous Unity on the Solidarity with Autonomy Network, the SWAN. This is Episode 35, I believe, Tradition 4. We're dealing with questions that are submitted from Radio Free NA on the Yahoo groups. We're not affiliated with Yahoo. We just use that as a parking space and a public access point. Uh, Once again, we want to remind anybody, if you're not a member of NA, please tune out at this time is just in keeping with our traditions so that our internal workings do not become public fodder. Uh, We have quite a few people on the line today. Uh, Rather than go down the list and introduce everybody, I think we'll just keep it anonymous for right now. Um, But I do want to say we do have Bill from Allentown because he's the one that put this together and is going to be uh, kind of directing the questions or whatever we want to call it, so... Uh, tradition four, for those of you who are wondering, is each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or NA as a whole. Uh, that said, we'll just jump right into it, Bill. I'm going to leave the lines unmuted. If there's any background noise coming in at that point, I will mute them. So if you hear your line has been muted, don't take it personal. It just means we're getting background noise. We don't know where it's coming from. So uh, go ahead and take it okay. away, Bill.
1: I'm an out Bill, and question that I want to get out of the road is, uh, uh, how does GRT affect NA as a whole? Okay. And, uh, you know, because in the fourth tradition, basically, we're saying each group should be taught to accept the matter affecting NA as a whole. And uh, when we're doing, uh, how does it affect us? uh, it, It changes our message. If, uh, you know, and I just uh, was reading something uh, that we dealt with years ago, okay, and uh, the issue was uh, back in 92, there was an article written for a newsletter, okay, and uh, that article basically concerned itself with what was going on in Narcotics Anonymous and the uh, at that point in time, there was a group in California uh, debating the issue if uh, medical marijuana was acceptable point time, time. And, and today that is a uh, big issue in almost every state now, where, uh, you know, not only is medical marijuana being uh, prescribed, it's also their state said it's legal to uh, smoke the crap, okay? And uh, to us, it's a drug. Uh, drug replacement therapy is a drug in our minds. You are not seeking the NA way of recovery. You are seeking uh, another alternative for, for your withdrawal state yet. And you're not clean. And how does it affect us? It affects our message of total absence, complete abstinence from any mood-changing substance, my altering chemical. And, uh, and then you'll have the, the debate, and, and in this article it was, it was written about uh, that you're going to have the debate on, on other people pointing that uh, we're not doctors. And uh, my answer is they're right. We're not doctors. However, we may not have an opinion what doctors do. Once they walk through the door, we have an opinion on cleanliness. And it affects our opinion on cleanliness when we acknowledge a doctor's opinion in this program instead. We're not here to decipher that. We're not here to draw that line in the sand when it's already drawn. That total abstinence, complete abstinence is our philosophy. It's our way of life. And once we alter that way of life, aren't we planned after, say, and it does affect us. It, it causes a, uh, a disunifying message throughout the fellowship. Where we're not consistent in that area. And, uh, you know, I've been uh, straightforward with, with that since the early 80s uh, when, uh, you know, people seeking uh, help for their depression instead and going to doctors. Instead of using the steps, yeah. You know, and our philosophy has always been: is total abstinence here. We deal with emotions here. The last to restore is be restored is our emotional state. So why would we go to doctors to get treated? If you want to do that, are you really seeking our way of life? So it, it is a form of drug replacement because of withdrawal. Again, you're coming off drugs. You're, you you go through uh, all these years and. There's in the book how are we go through all these here, uh, you know, emotions. And we're here to recover from addiction, from the uses of drugs, and the obsession and compulsion to not want to use anymore. Uh, if we start throwing lines in the sand, aren't we affected NA as a whole? And that's the way I look at that whole question.
0: Does anybody else have anything they want to chime in on with that. Yeah, one thing that I think is going to come up here, and at first I was thinking, wow, we haven't really established the condition, but I think it's a, a good place to start is is this whole idea of economy and is there an authority to tell groups what they can and can't do? And And to me, the obvious answer is no, we can't force anything on other groups. But one thing that I noticed when I came in is uh, the group that I came into, there was no question about, like, the use of methadone for drug replacement therapy. And it was just, we don't do that. It's an opiate. We don't Yada. do drug replacement therapy. Yada. And when I... What's that? Yada. Yada. Okay, we're getting back on oh. noise, so hold on a minute, y'all. Conference muted. Okay, okay. Uh, Bill, can you hear me there? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay,
1: You're just a lot of noise for a minute.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I think there's just uh, some of the locations where people are at they got multiple people in the room, um, but at any rate, what, what I was saying is I never had a question with that until I read uh, a memo that was been put out by World Services that 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 kind of blurred that line, and and one thing I've noticed over the years, until there is a central authority violating the anonymity of home groups, or the autonomy of home groups, actually both, that uh, the home groups usually do seem to get it right, and uh, even today, I know it depends on the area of the country that I'm in. I've been to areas of the country where this is just commonplace. I've seen other areas of the country where it just, it's not a question, and it comes down to, you know, yeah. We're not doctors, and and there are outside issues. We don't diagnose things here, but at the same time, what is clean time in Narcotics Anonymous is definitely an issue. It, you know, they, that's that's one of our defining issues. Uh, it'd be the same thing with like uh, when we talk about prohibition and we can of, of any any drug or legalization, we can look to our predecessors there, and they said we don't we don't have opinions on that. We have opinions on what would be sober in their fellowship. We have opinions on what is clean time in our fellowship. Uh, that doesn't mean we have opinions on what should or shouldn't be legal. We just know what we do as NA members. Uh, and and so I just – that that was kind of my feeling is, yeah, we can't uh, – we, we don't have a central authority on these things, but it's actually been the central – or the perceived central authority that changed it in the first place, in my view, where, where we started to have these until you had a world board telling people, hey – this is okay, Uh, there was no issue. And if you look back in the minutes, and we've talked about this on other podcasts, it it had to do with uh, pressure from Hazleton, money, property, and prestige, and a threat to put us on a national television show and expose us for not going along with the drug treatment industry. And my point would have been, who cares? It would show us as as an alternative to that. But uh, (laughs) apparently they they want to, I guess because of the money flow, they want to be perceived as cooperative and and getting money from these treatment centers, but uh, I'm gonna unmute the lines really quickly. If there's anybody else who had extra opinions they want to chime in, because I do not know how to on my cell phone work this hand raising feature. Uh, yeah. Does anybody else have opinion they want to in with, or uh, an understanding we hadn't expressed. Conference muted. Right, that background noise is really bad. So um, I think we're going to have to wait until the end of the conference if you have questions or, or things you want to add. Hold it until then, just because we'll get some really bad background noise. Maybe by the next one we can figure out how to reimplement this hand-raising feature where people can jump in. So I'm going to turn it back over to you, Bill. Go ahead, brother, with the next question.
1: Yeah, but it basically says in the book, okay, it would seem that we as a group can do whatever we decide regardless of what anyone says. This is partly true. Each group, does have the complete freedom except when their actions affect other groups or as a whole. Like group conscience, autonomy can be a two-head sword. Group autonomy has has been used to justify the violation of traditions. If a contradiction exists. We have slipped away from our principles. If we check to make sure our actions are clearly within the bounds of our traditions, that we do not dictate to other groups or force anything upon them, if we consider the consequence of our actions ahead of time, then all will be well. I mean, that's self-explanatory there on that issue, okay? But when right. we're talking about philosophy, a philosophy of Narcotics Anonymous of total abstinence, and groups use that their part, what I just read, okay, to say we have our own autonomy, which is true, However, it affects the message of other groups. You know, we have crossed our line, man, and it's letting us know we need to look at all the traditions and stay within right. them traditions, and all will be well.
0: You know, yeah, I, uh, I'm sorry.
1: Our message is, 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 is one thing that has been a central philosophy since I got clean in 1979, and it was here before me, you know, that, that message. And um, yeah, you know, I I just think in the question stated real simple does BRTs affect the NA as a whole? And the, and the and the simplest form is yes. It's how. Yep. how Instead of this is what I was explaining the how. Yeah. It affects. It dilutes our message. It it has us playing doctors and we've crossed the line when we do that and. It, it has affected us as a whole in the general sense. Right. And it's, it, it, it actually goes against the basic text of Narcotics Anonymous. And that's what we need to be aware of. They've been, but it goes against our principles and our philosophy of what honoliness is. We have crossed the line.
0: Yeah, so, I, I think that's... you and I are in agreement there, Bill. I, I And I think I'm probably – addressing another issue that I'm sure is probably going to be there in another question at some point. Um, And I I think you're right about what does affect NA as a whole. I I think what I was addressing is it's the responsibility of that group to look at that and realize what they are doing. Um, It's interesting, the two-edged sword thing because historically there, there have been times when groups have needed to act again with our basic text, Uh, where we were accused of affecting N.A. as a whole by not accepting newer literature or or, um, where it could have just been easily said the other way is is, uh, it was turned into a divisive thing that didn't have to be. And, And maybe you disagree with me here. I think my point is we don't have a committee that can tell a group you're not N.A., but home groups do have the responsibility to speak out and lovingly say to each other, hey, I think you're in an area that violates the traditions or that affects NA as a whole. And I think if some group is telling our home group that, that we have the responsibility to back up, look at that, look at the traditions and say, okay, are we in an area here and, and honestly reevaluate ourselves. Um, and, yeah, I think that's another another question that's probably in there. Um, but uh, I, I wouldn't disagree with you that uh, this DRT issue does affect NA as a whole. It is a – at its foundation, what is Clean Time about in NA, and what are we trying to accomplish here? You know, and and do we have a desire to be clean if we're seeking to use DRT as, as the final answer? And and again, I, I like the complete abstinence uh, IP that a lot of the traditionalist groups use. That this is you know how you choose to to detox is none of our concern, but what what Clean Time is in NA is definitely uh, our concern, and, and DRT is not it. But, uh,
1: uh I think uh, I think we've answered the question
0: though. I, I think we have, brother. Let's move on.
1: Okay, the next question is uh how does uniformity go against autonomy? All right. Uniformity when you think about it is is, is what I call groupthink. And uh group think Uh, basically does not allow groups to have autonomy. It wants you, in general sense, as the group think of, which we're just going over an area, is that the World Service put a thing out in their uh, their board of director minutes, and uh, I'm not positive, I can't quote the exact time, but it was right around... uh, uh, you know, uh, I'm not sure if it was 2010 or 2013. It was October minutes that year, not positive what what uh, year, but they put something in there about changing our philosophy and the rest of us are just going to have to fall in line, uh, you know, uh, and it had to deal with rehabilitation centers and that Hazleton had threatened Narcotics Anonymous, uh you know, uh, to write their own book, start their own fellowship, and, uh, you, know, uh, you know, and uh, that we had to change our philosophy. And the board was talking about changing our philosophy, and the rest of us were going to have to follow along. That's group big. And you have that happening in the fellowship a whole lot. Group think, because the board had said it, it's factual. And it violates the economy of the groups. And what happens is other groups try them dictating and mandating to other groups then. Uh, And it's a uniform message they put out there. And it's being done out there right now, today yet. Uh, It's happening in Holland. It's happening in other parts of the world with the the literature that they're using, and, and group think is, well, you're not going along with the known structure here, so we're removing you from. In England, they call it the where to find. It's happening in England too. The where to find is the meeting. So we're going to remove you from the meeting list, and we're going to label you as not being Narcotics Anonymous because you're using old literature. You're not unified, or you're not. Your uniformity does not go. Away. You know, you do not go along with us, so that means you're not N.A. And that's the philosophy that this group think tank has been taking, and it violates the autonomy of each group. Each group has the right to look at the literature and say, hey, this is the piece of literature we're going to use in this group, and uh, whether I agree with it or not, I have a choice to attend that meeting or not. But it's a group think tank says that basically – that no one should even know where you're at, and it takes a viol- it violates the autonomy of that group to be able to make clear, conscious decisions on what that group is what it does. You know, and it harms NA as a whole when we do that.
0: Yeah, the uh, the uniformity thing, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna delve into it right here because I, I just kind of scrolled down the list of questions, and I, I think there's questions in here that it's going to uh become really obvious uh what power the groups have and and what degree of autonomy they possess but uh yeah that's it's there's definitely been multiple times in our history i think one of the more recent ones with the ssp where the groups were just told hey if you don't get on board with this you won't be part of the the delegation stream uh whatever that means i I never saw a delegation stream in our traditions but uh this whole idea of you just won't have a voice in the service structure if you uh don't get on board with this SSP, uh, that's one of the more recent examples of this. It's, it's got to be uniform, and if you, you don't uh, jump on board with what we're saying, it's, uh, uh, you're just not part of NA. And I, I think the only thing I do want to point out right here is all these issues are issues of groups giving up their autonomy, of, of thinking that there are some spiritual giants or spiritual gurus or some central authority called this world board that they tell us what to do and we should follow. Uh, blindly w- without any questions. But uh, it, it, as far as um, kind of how much autonomy the groups have, I, I'm going to just leave that alone right now because I, I think we're going to get into it in questions coming up here. So, Well, it,
1: it does go against the whole philosophy, okay? When you go to the SSSP, they actually wrote the mm-hmm. that down. They actually voted yeah. it down. And the board told them they're wrong. We're going to do it anyway, and the board continues.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Uh, So uh, they they they're telling the groups they don't have autonomy in this issue. Yeah. You know and yeah, um,
0: most most definitely.
1: To the next question, then, okay. What are some ways groups can express their autonomy? It's in the book. Your meeting your meeting format, okay. Uh, The time and place you're meeting, it talks about, okay. Uh, You know how you set up your group. Uh, you know, it's in the book itself, you know, where it talks about these things with your what are some ways groups can express their autonomy. i Eric on, he asked that question, so let's see what he's seeking, okay? Okay.
0: I'm a little bit slow here. Give me one second. I'm not uh...
1: trying to find Eric.
0: Well, I've I've got to get back to the right screen because I'm on my cell instead of my laptop today, and I'm I'm just not quite as quick with technical things as I'd like people to okay. to think sometimes. Okay, yeah, Eric he's is the a Question, okay. Hello, okay, Eric, you're live. All
1: right, um, I just wanted to hear what you know, some ways group for autonomous. I I know literature is obviously one of the ways. Um, I believe that the creative way we do our message is a definite way that a lot of groups are autonomous. Um, you know, I've seen lots of different formats for meetings, you know, and you already went over some of that. Um I, I think you already answered the question. I just uh you know, uh I just wanted to hear hear the answer and a lot of people don't understand know their autonomy and the true creative freedom that this tradition gives us. You know, I in our area a lot of things uh we, we have all kinds of different meetings, but to be completely honest, the only reason we have different meetings is because I help start some of those meetings. You know, I help start a rock meeting where they pick a rock out of the basket with the spiritual tradition. I helped start a few literature studies you know, uh, um, people people when they understand their creative freedom, you know, it can get them involved a little bit more, and it can help them to uh, to be to be encouraged. You know, to understand, hey, we can do this. You know, and uh, so
0: yeah, I, I think you already answered the question. Yeah, I I think there are definitely things in the. I don't think it says in our basic text that each group has the right to choose whether it accepts or rejects N.A. literature. Um, but I, I think there are definitely things that, that aren't in that book. Um, and again, this is just my understanding, and it's okay if people don't understand it the same way, but I look at the way that tradition is written, and it says each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or N.A. as a whole. It doesn't say except in matters affecting other groups or N.A. as a whole groups can express a degree of autonomy. It's written in in an order for a reason. I think that autonomy is paramount. Um, And when I have researched things that are our predecessor writings, not necessarily NA or or accepted by the NA groups, in fact, none of them are, but they do talk about things like as groups express express their autonomy and get it wrong, uh, the traditions are there to protect us so that we continue to exist. And even though we can't force things on other groups, these groups that go outside the traditions either get in line with them or they – they usually fail, and I, I think the DRT issue, as long as this thing's been hammered, and I know it's a bigger issue than than people would like to think, but you have a, basically a central quote-unquote authority telling a whole fellowship that this is the way it should be and it's okay, yet yeah. um, most of the groups I've been involved with don't accept that, uh, and I don't know if that's really the case nationwide, but the way that's been hammered is that should be – the way it's been presented is why is it? why doesn't every group accept that, and why – why do people still ignore that? And I think it's because the groups can express their autonomy there and, and not bow down to this central authority. But my opinion is it's the it's the, it's the uh, responsibility of each home group to look at these issues that affect other groups or NA as a whole. Uh, one of these things would be, like, it's the whole reason we even have committees. We don't have committees so that they can do things for home groups like we're told today. We have committees because, say, there's a, a, a an institution or a jail that we want to do H&I work in, And there's five home groups in that vicinity. We get together and we work together instead of one group taking the reins and forcing what they're going to do and telling the other groups you got to do it our way or we got this and you can't participate. It's incumbent on us to each home group needs to. If we're really following that second tradition, we shouldn't have any issues here because we should be following the will of a loving. God, that can be expressed in our group conscience, and we won't do things that infringe on the rights of other groups or distort the DNA message. Hey, anything I like
1: else? I like what it says, okay? The autonomy of our groups is necessary for our first A dictionary defines autonomous as having the right of power of uh, self-government undertaken or carried out without outside control. This means our groups are self-governing and are not subject to outside control. Every group has, has to stand and grow on its own. And yep. that's where that part rejects the powerful control of a service body, Okay. That you can reject that. You do not have to abide by the outside telling us that. Okay, and it goes on. One might ask, or we sure we have time, is what about our service committees, our office, our activities, and all other things that go on NA? The answer is that these things are not NA. They are services we utilize to help us in our recovery and to further our primary purpose of so groups. Narcotics Anonymous is a fellowship. And women addicts meeting in groups and using a given set of principles to find freedom from acts of addiction, and we see a new way to live. All else is not M.A. You know, and what I like about that there it defines what narcotics anonymous is. Okay, also that uh, you know, uh, and what it's not, you know, that it's uh, you know we are fellowship men, and, men and women addicts meeting in groups and. Using a given set of spiritual principles find freedom from active addiction, that we're using these uh, given principles that we have accepted as the 12 steps and 12 traditions or the given principles we've been given, and that's what makes us N.A. And our autonomy is the right to be, have self-governing in a group and rejecting any control that's tried to place upon us by a service body that's not N.A., you know, uh, I think our economy gets us that right. And that's one yeah. way you express, it, okay, that we're not going to accept the, the right of a service body that makes a decision they're going to put this SSP in effect, and we're not going along with it. Hey, we already rejected it. We're not going with it. We are going by the traditions. We're upholding it through group conscience. We're exercising our autonomy, and we do that there. A lot of us do it through the fellowship service conference now where we go to a that does not direct us and, and mandate to us instead. We have that right to do these things. So that's the way of autonomy. And the next question I, I, is, is it important that we understand this tradition before we learn about our primary purpose? Uh, our primary purpose is in what tradition? It's in the fifth. Okay, so of course we have to understand our autonomy uh, if it's in the fifth, okay?
0: I, I don't think we need to, and again, this is uh, just an opinion. I don't think it's that we need to understand autonomy before we we understand our primary purpose. I, it, it's kind of like uh, I, I've been taught by many people, you included, that the steps are in order because we we take these steps in a certain order. The traditions, we don't do tradition one and then move on to Tradition 2. The way this is is set up is is, it talks about the, the, and this is mostly at the group level in Tradition 1, but this idea of what unity is and needing to set aside our our personal preferences when making decisions for the group, but then it goes into all these things about what a group is, what a group can do, uh, and and eventually what a group's primary purpose is, but it's kind of almost immediately we're talking about, it's just that one idea leads into another. You talk about setting aside your personal ego when dealing with with decisions for the group and then the very next tradition deals with group conscience but i i don't think that uh i need to understand completely the autonomy of the groups before i understand that our primary purpose is to carry the message to the addict who still suffers but as far as the way these traditions fit together uh, those traditions are in order for a reason and 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 there's a reason they address services after they address the groups. It's because they don't possess the rights and responsibilities of the groups, which, again, is going to lead into another question. But uh, I don't think that we have to understand completely one tradition before we move on to another. This is more the way they flow together and the way these ideas fit together. We're, we're defining what a group is, what it can do, and once we've done that, we move on to, okay, now what is the purpose of this group that we just defined with who is a member of NA, what rights does the group have, uh, how does it operate now okay now that we've been, uh, established all these things what is the group supposed to do now that we know the, the parameters and, and who can join and i think it's more along those lines than uh you know we definitely don't take the traditions in order and hey, I i don't go on to tradition two until i fully understand tradition one they, they, the traditions can't be fully understood i don't think uh, unless we're dealing with them all in context as a whole
1: Yeah, I, I think that you hit it on the head, Chubbs. uh, You know, with the, uh, uh, you know, they're they're there for a reason, though. I mean, it's like you said, they flow together. You know, when, yeah. when we understand our autonomy and we understand that, then you know, it, we're not going to let somebody say we're going to understand. Hey, we have a right to protect our personal. You know, our, our, we have a right to protect our primary purpose. You know, yeah. we understand yeah. that we I, I actually so. have that, auto- that autonomy, you know, just like you said, then all of a sudden nobody, nobody's going to be able to tell us because we understand that we have that freedom. We understand that we are responsible for for protecting our primary purpose, you know, as a group. And uh, I, I think that that's how it all flows together. Do you have to understand it completely? Like you said, I don't think we can. we can understand it completely.
0: I, I, you know. I think maybe I'm it's the way it's written, or that my attic mind I'm, I'm uh, doing the lack of context and taking this too literally. Just to the way it's worded, it says that why is it, is it important that we understand this tradition before we learn about primary purpose? And, and if it's meant that literally, then my opinion is definitely not. I think I heard about primary purpose or, or started to understand things about that here in the traditions before I. I understood much about autonomy just listening, but but as far as the way it flows together, yeah, I think you're definitely right. We need to understand the autonomy of these groups and what power we have to to uh, carry that primary purpose or, or understand that, In fact, it is completely our responsibility as a home group to put that forward, and no one else's. Yeah, not not other groups, not a service body, anything. So uh, again, if it's if it's worded, should we learn about the fifth tradition before we understand the fourth my opinion and again just my opinion definitely not but is there a reason tradition four comes before tradition five most definitely yeah bill
1: i'm with that question I, i eric asked the question okay i think he's uh fulfilled with what he got right
0: Yeah, Yeah. I'm turning it back over to you whether you want to address it more or or move to the next question.
1: I just don't, uh, I'm not voicing any of my opinions here, okay? All right?
0: (laughs) All right. Um, I guess I just am voicing what I understand.
1: I'm trying to reflect on the tradition. I'm trying to reflect on the question. I'm trying to reflect on what the book is saying, okay? And what experience that we work through as, as a group with these issues, okay? Right. And, uh, I'm going to go on to the next question, which Eric wrote again. Why is it important to recognize the word at the beginning of each tradition? And what are you asking there, Eric? Well, I'm just pointing out the word each, because it says each group is autonomous. Not each, you not know, each tradition it's, uh, is written that way, okay? Right. Is that just, so, is well, that at this one, each group, okay, why is it important to recognize the word each at the beginning of this tradition? Why is it important? Because it's, it's, it's a singular group, okay, that we're talking about. It's as simple right. as that. It's a singular group. Each means that it's your group, okay, that your is why it's important. It allows each group to be a singular group, okay, and that you need to understand that we're talking about the group, okay, that, that's, that's sitting down. Our home group sits down So each group. Means your group sits down. You make your decisions. We make our decisions. Yep. And that's all it's talking about when you when you word it in that manner. Okay. I have no other. Uh, I mean, I don't. I, you know I don't really think it's even, you know that it needs to get real in depth with that. Okay.
0: Okay. I think it is interesting that that tradition uses the word each, and Bill was talking about autonomy and. Uh, how that is such an autonomous sounding word, because there's another tradition that starts with every. And this is this blanket idea that every group ought to be fully self supporting, that this is not an optional thing. We support ourselves, but uh, yeah, I'm going to leave it there as well.
1: Right. So that should answer that. Okay. Next question. How is, has the tradition been used to rationalize and justify things that go against group autonomy? That's uh, you'd have to share on how, you know, issues over the years have been done that you know have have applied that. Okay, how this risk been used to razzle and justify things that go against autonomy. And uh, groups have uh, made decisions years ago where they had other people's literature in their room, actually, even okay. The uh, first got clean. It was not going to walk into a group and see a whole table of AA literature there. And then see your little table with uh, five pamphlets and a little white book, okay? Uh, It was justified that we didn't have, that we have that right to do that, okay? Uh, You know, you have other groups that use that right to promote uh, dances and all these other types of things in it, okay? And they use that right of their economy to do that. And then uh, you have other groups that won't make no announcements. Okay, they'll say the announcements are on the table. If you're interested, go them out. All right. So, you know, uh, you know, there's groups that use that just see stuff as the, you know the right to be able to have self-governing. Okay, you know, and. Uh, and they can do what they want to do is what they'll say. You know, so it's, it's, you have all different types of issues that are used to do that. Okay, uh, you know, how does the church been used rationally just for think? But the question here is really, and I think I just scooped it up. How does the church been used rationalize just to go against group economy? I don't think that goes against a group economy. What it's doing is they're using their group economy to go against the traditions. I don't know how you use That's this it. tradition, uh, you know, and been used to wrestling just to go against group autonomy. Uh, but right. Only the group can violate group autonomy, okay?
0: Right. But, I think the group can accept Go ahead, brother.
1: The, the thing I was trying to get at was mainly there's a lot of groups, <clears throat> that second part of the tradition, you know, where it says accept, where it affects NA, or other groups as a whole, you know, uh, I've seen a lot of groups, you know, they use that rationalization and justification to say, well, that means that we can take people off a meeting list. That means that we can dictate and tell other groups what to do. Um, you know, and that's, you know, that's not okay. It's not okay for other groups to come in and try to force other, to take away other groups' autonomy. You know, it's not. That's not acceptable by any way, means, shape, or form. You know, there and there have been lots of examples throughout our history. You know, um, the, the it works how? Why the eighty-five draft has an example where they, it, in my opinion, it's a horrible example. You know, they they wrote it in there about uh you know a group uh, giving away literature and stuff, and it, it was ironic. You know. That I read that, and but it was a rationalization and justification because they were trying to say that you know it was affecting other groups for any of the whole, but it really wasn't. You know, there's a lot of things done that <clears throat> there are things that affect any of the whole. The DRT changing our message of complete abstinence, changing, you know, um, doing things that obviously go against our traditions. Those things do affect any of the whole, but there a lot of times where you know, groups have the right to be wrong, you know. Um and uh you know that that's something that uh you know, we, we grow and we learn as we go along, you know, and um I, I just I, I really struggle with other people trying to force things on other groups, you know. Um and that, and that's what I was kinda trying to get at with that question. So Well then the question should be uh Basically, how tradition the been used to rattle to justify a violating the groups' autonomy. Okay.
0: Yeah. It's, yeah. I, okay. I think I, I understood what he was getting at.
1: Well, it, yeah. It's I, not I, the question is worded. Okay. Right. And I can understand that it wasn't worded the greatest.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. Um, yeah. There have just been numerous examples. I. I, I think to me. Most of the time we see – first, I I think every every group should understand, and most groups don't understand, only a group can give up its autonomy. Nobody can take that from you, Uh, regardless of what a service body says, regardless of what other groups say or do. Nobody can take that autonomy from you. And and a perfect example of that is meetings that do get removed from schedules, Uh, you know, our our group – never did join that service structure, the one that I belong to. Um, yet the the local committee does list us on their schedule because they do understand not only autonomy, but, but the fifth tradition. And they felt like uh, that they would be not fulfilling their obligation to not let people know there's a another group out there in this geographical area that, that carries the NA message, even though at the time we didn't agree with much of what they were doing. Um, but yeah, there have been, members get get letters well one member got a letter saying he was no longer a member of na there have been numerous groups got those letters saying their groups weren't na uh quite often it, it's world services or, or a service body acting and, and they're not consulting the other groups because i i i sometimes wonder what home groups would have come to what decisions they would have made if their group conscience had not been passed along into a service structure and it goes back to the last tradition or two traditions ago that uh group conscience is not something that takes place in a service structure, and and groups give up their autonomy voluntarily by not realizing this. Um, And I think I said it before the recording started, but when when, uh, we talk about the traditions, to me that 12th tradition, with anonymity being the, the foundation of all our traditions, the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, all I need to ask myself is what... Does this give me authority over somebody else? Does this take away the authority of our home group? What keeps us anonymous and what keeps us equal? And it becomes blatantly obvious to me at that point that that uh, I cannot force anything on another group, that my group can only give up its autonomy voluntarily uh, if we don't know the traditions and what they mean. Uh, again, to the 12th tradition to me answers all these questions. Anytime we start talking about what some people would call an elastic clause, anything that expands power or in my mind, am I trying to find a way to exercise control over another group, or is our group trying to force this on other groups? It's it's uh, obviously out of line with that tradition, uh, I believe. Uh, I yield the oh. remainder of my time to the gentleman from Pennsylvania.
1: <laughs> Did you uh, get your answer, Eric? Yep. Yep. okay, because uh you know just uh, gave a couple examples okay and uh, you know and uh, they may try to use this tradition, okay, but when it violates other traditions, you know it, it just it, it doesn't hold the weight and water. you know it's a uh, service body so I like about this tradition here in this book. It basically lets you know service bodies are not narcotics anonymous and they don't have the right, okay, to dictate to other to groups as a whole. And no other group has that right to dictate to another group. You know, it's, uh, I'm 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 a, a member that got a letter from World Service Office saying I was not an NA member. So, uh, it didn't stop me from b- my home group and participating in my home group and the autonomy of the home group I belong to. And <laughs> we chose to continue. Uh, the printing of the baby blue basic text and the comics kind of anonymous and, and and printing of gray books for years. They have been printing them for over thirty some years, you know. And uh, that's our group autonomy, and we have existed, uh, you know, with our own autonomy, and we do not feel we feel we affect NA as a whole in a positive manner. So yeah, that was. I'm just hoping you got enough answers for that question. The next question. Okay? Yep. Uh, uh, and, and you're going to have to ask you, what freedom is given in this tradition? I think we discussed a lot of the freedom already with group economy, okay? First, it allows yeah. us to work together. It allows us to exist solely on our own, okay? It actually demands us to be able to do that, and it creates an atmosphere within our group, okay? Uh, I think it's very powerful. Uh, the atmosphere that's created by working with and not having dependency in other groups to exist itself, okay? We can work together with other groups, yes. And that gives us more of a spiritual sense. I think there's really great spirituality that comes out of this working together and practicing our autonomy and coming together with our own identity as a group. I believe it it really is a spiritual positive, uh, you know, uh, freedom that it gives us, okay? Yeah, and, uh, and and it creates an atmosphere in our group where it is that creative freedom that's happening. So I think you know each group has to define that and answer it and what they're actually receiving by being autonomous, having practicing our autonomous uh, group of not having an outside control over them. Yeah, and I think it's really important, but it's it's a really simple thing that freedom that we're given. Okay,
0: is spirituality. Yeah, I, one one example that was told to me by other numerous other people, and I think Bill actually kind of touched on it, if, if every service body ceased to exist tomorrow and even every other NA group in the world, somebody pushed a magic button and every group except the group that I belong to ceased to exist, our home group should still be able to carry its message. And, and uh, it might be harder in some ways, but our ability to do so should not be cut off at all. We should We should be driving things and exercising enough freedom that we, can continue to carry the message if suddenly we're the only NA group in the world.
1: Well, uh, yeah. in '94, our home group was really isolated, totally isolated, and uh, you know we were so isolated by the by the structure, by the office, by groups surrounding us, and uh, you know, and we grew spiritually instead by practicing this tradition in our, in our home group practice. All right? So it's a really neat thing. Uh, you just continue the next question then, okay? I'll be right back.
0: Okay, the next question. <laughs> <laughs> I had them up just a second ago. Um, the next question is, is it important that we understand the third tradition before getting to understand this tradition? If so, Why? Or did did you write that one, or is that somebody else's? Or? Yeah, I, I wrote that one. Um, I, well, I
1: think
0: I we kind of addressed to... that in the other one, but go ahead and speak on that, brother.
1: Well, I know we talked about, you know, why the fifth is after the fourth, you know, and the, but I, I think that it's so important that we understand that, uh, uh, you know, that it, it, we have to understand our personal freedom, you know, that personal autonomy, before we understand the group autonomy, I think. You know, yeah. and uh, I, I, that is big because once we understand, you know, just like with our steps we learn we learn our own recovery, we learn our own personal recovery first and then we learn how to recover as a group. You know, we learn you know, it talks about we learn these things as we visit various groups, you know, and it talks about but from what from what I've learned is, you know, we just we have to understand our freedom first you know and it it's really just a a simple way you know to to show that these traditions are written in order for a reason
0: you know that yeah. that was
1: part of what i was yeah. trying to get at that question
0: yeah i i think i i actually liked that um i didn't really i i just like that you kind of pointed out that one in particular about why is it after tradition three because again do we need to understand all these traditions as a whole? Yes. But when, when we're going down a checklist as a group to see if we're in line with these traditions, they are in, in this perfect order. So this first part, I mean, we see in our basic Texas idea of complete creative freedom and every individual has that every group has that the individuals don't have the rights to govern NA like a group does or to govern itself. But so we have this first tradition that tells us we need to voluntarily set aside our own ego when dealing at the group level and making decisions. And the second tradition tells us how we do that. Now, before we can address the autonomy of the groups and what they have the right to do, we have all these issues of individual freedom and this voluntarily putting aside our ego, which is something that's very hard to do. So who has the right to speak in in our home group? Who has a right to be a member? And the third tradition, which we discussed last month, is very clear that anyone with a desire to stop using has the right to participate. Does does that mean that somebody who's still using? We dealt with this in the last podcast. I'm going to get into that. But but uh, everybody does have a voice in this process, and and it's it's incumbent on the people who have time in the group to hear those things, but to direct people to. We're not we're not dealing with opinions here. We're we're dealing with kind of a a collective eleven step, or if you're not there, a collective third step, or if you're not there, just just trying to put aside your own ego at, at this point and do what's best for the group and hear something that's bigger than yourself uh no matter what you define god to be in this na context uh, um, but yeah that is so beautiful so it, it do we need to understand it we need to understand everything but when we're going down these these checklists as a group uh if, if i'm making decisions on what freedom the group has how do how do we make those decisions i shouldn't say me how do we make those decisions if we don't have any idea of what the group is, which is what those first, first traditions deal with. Right. Is Bill back on. Yeah,
1: I'm here. And,
0: and oh, I'm go here. Ahead.
1: Also with that, you know, I mean, with that third tradition, it talks about, you know, it talks about learning how to be a better member, you know, it talks about uh, doing things to, to become a better member, you know, in the FA part of it, it does. And, uh, you know, for so, I mean, when we understand that we have that that responsibility, it helps us to lead into that. Okay, now we have we understand that we have that responsibility as an individual member, and and that has to carry over into the group. As, now we can be a part of that group and express that, you know, through that third tradition in the group. You know, and it it really helps me when I when I actually understand. That I have that freedom Because I'm For me I'm always like Worried about other people taking away My freedoms and I'm always worried about Things like that and and Narcotics Anonymous Took away a lot of those worries You know before I even Understood these traditions when I first heard The traditions I love them so Much because they do talk about Freedom because they really do Create that benign anarchy that, That we've talked about before You know where each individual is responsible, and each individual, you know, um, and that's that's how we all come together, you know, and uh, it's a beautiful thing when it all works together and when we're able to do it, you know. So I, I think it is very important that we understand that, and, you know. So that I, I, the I the hate the traditions, okay? <laughs> you you hated they limited my power to be able to control okay yeah <laughs> okay of all you become pagans, okay <laughs> I,
0: I remember uh i I've run into new I, there was a cat i uh talked with the media after the meeting once he shared in the meeting I hate the traditions, it's just like those <laughs> and I didn't chastise the brother, I just asked him some questions and and uh Sure, a little ESH but it was it was odd. I didn't and I didn't follow it up, but about a month later he, he still didn't like the traditions, but he was starting to understand why we had him and actually this newcomer cat made amends in the meeting. He was like, Look, I'm not on my amends yet, basically, but uh I need to address some shit I said that was off base and it was just it's a beautiful thing to watch people grow inside these traditions and once they realize the value that they hold and the freedom that they actually do give us. But oh yeah, it's not uncommon I think for a newcomer to see these things as limiting or as, as rules that, and, and they really give us a freedom that, it, uh, you look at the traditionalist groups now, everything we're doing inside the tradition is about freedom, it's, a, it's not about limiting anybody else, We have, to my knowledge, we haven't told a single other group, hey, you can't use that sixth edition, I, I know we haven't, because I know there's a few groups that come to the fellowship service conference that still do, you know, and it's, it's, uh, it's just so beautiful, this freedom we have, even when we think other groups are wrong, uh, things work out when we when we uh operate from that perspective I think yeah there, there's a few callers on the line I just want to let the, the there's new people that have joined maybe one or two that have dropped off if your line is muted it's because of the background noise uh at the end of the conference if you're taking notes or there's some things you want to address we will uh, not the conference the conference call we will we will open up the lines to y'all so if if your line is muted it's not personal uh just noticed there were some new callers on the line so I wanted to let y'all know that
1: Okay, next question. Does autonomy for the home groups uh, work the same as for committees? No, committees do not have, are not autonomous. Committees are directly accountable to the home groups that set them up. All right? The, the, uh, The groups define that for the committee, but you're still directly accountable, okay? and you're not, you have no autonomy. The groups direct you. The groups uh, give you what your, what your job is. You may have practice some autonomous atmosphere in writing literature, but you still got to send it back to the groups, and the groups define if that's what's acceptable, what's not acceptable uh, on the committee's work. So yeah. the groups actually direct that. So there is no autonomy being practiced. or not... And that's today, where committees think they have that right to practice autonomy, and and they don't have the right. Uh, we don't even deal with the committee setting the committee structure up to later on in the traditions. At
0: that right, point. right. It's interesting. There's nothing that says service committees in that in any of these traditions so far. Nothing. So why would a service committee have the right of autonomy? It doesn't say service committees. Why would a service committee have group conscience? Uh, it doesn't say service committee conscience. It says group conscience, and, and that's not a – we used to capitalize that G. I harp on that all the time, but our traditions used to have the G in group capitalized because we're making clear we're talking about actual NA groups, not any generic group of addicts. But this is – how many of you, and especially for people who are new to this, how how many of you it's common practice to sit in a service committee meeting and their question comes up and they say, let's take a quick group conscience or – how many of you have sat in a service committee where they pass a basket and collect the seventh tradition to pay the service committee's rent? And uh, that that all goes back to these same things. Service committees are not self-supporting. If they are, they, they become autonomous. Service committees are financed directly by the group, and it's not, it's not an outside issue. They're tools for NA and only for NA. But how many of you are on uh, service committees where the groups donate blindly if the service, service committee make the decision and operate that? With that autonomy, how many of you, if if you haven't seen the seventh tradition collected in the service committee have seen a a fundraising effort where they collect more money than they know what to do with, and they say, cool, we've got more money for next year instead of let's ask the groups if they want to do this next year or what they want us to do with this extra money that that we collected on their behalf uh, at their direction? There is absolutely zero autonomy for the groups, and and every tradition uh, that doesn't deal with service committees it, they're not there for a reason because they don't have those rights and they don't have those responsibilities. Even the, the service committee does not have the responsibility to carry the NA message. The home group does. The home group has to direct that committee, and we'll get into that when we get to Tradition Nine, I'm sure. But uh, that's zero autonomy for service committees.
1: And I think you guys got that exactly right. You know that that was what I wanted to hear about. You know the groups for autonomous and the committees aren't. You know, I don't even know in, in our area. Nobody knows what groups the area sub subcommittee is supposed to be uh, responsible to. They have no idea what, who formed that, that committee. They have absolutely no clue. You know, they're uh, and, and I see that all over the place. So. Well, that question was asked by by Ramon. Okay. Oh, was that all one right. by yeah, see. that you're. We're done with your questions now, Eric. Okay, all right. Oh, good. We answered all yours. Okay. All right. I moved on to Ramones now. Okay.
0: All right. Question, question all right. ten. Some of these are we kind of addressed them a little bit, but let's hit that next yep. one.
1: Yeah, autonomy is awesome. Yet it has a big tricky part too. It is it is not yes of course it does and that's what we talked about in the basic text. it's a two edged sword okay and you have to watch that you have to watch you know how you practice your autonomy you got to double check yourself if you're affecting other groups of n a whole in a negative manner you have to you know really look at that and take this autonomy uh really you have to take it uh and and practice it uh you know whole, wholeheartedly with understanding it that hey, we could affect other groups, are we doing that there, and if we are, we need to take some inventory in that that and not, tra- and not be harming other groups in this practice, okay, so you have to really consciously look at this here and be aware of it, and that's how you know i I really think it's 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 a good question it's, but it's it's something that's self explanatory and it's a great responsibility we have when we practice autonomy from other groups.
0: Yeah, I, I when I see these questions, a lot of time I, I, I like. to – I know a lot of these members ask questions, and they're they're really asking questions. They they kind of know the answer too, to illustrate a point or to so that other people can hear it. And I, I want to address because I know we get listeners who are unfamiliar with any of this, or or that are new. And Bill was quoting the basic text earlier. Um, there are several versions of the basic text that that are abundantly clear, and it don't leave out. Uh, very relevant information. Um, I've read just about every version of the basic text as far as this tradition goes. I, I, I've read the fifth uh, edition, and and the fourth and the, the sixth are identical, if not nearly or nearly identical, if not totally identical. But if you look at um, the uh, approval draft, the second edition, uh, or the or uh, well, the third revised did not have it, uh, or the baby blue, no, which does receive. No, the baby blue editions. has it. Yeah, the baby blue, the second edition, or the approval draft, um, none of these have anything in them that the fellowship, the groups themselves, did not approve. None of them have professional writing or things that were changed by service boards or committees or groups of addicts. When you read the traditions out of any of those books, uh, just go to Chapter 6, Tradition 4, and it makes abundantly clear because as soon as we're talking about checking ourselves, it goes right back into the freedoms and the self-regulation that the groups have with this double-edged sword and, and makes that very clear and that, that services are not part of N.A. And if if you're going, well, how do I get a hold of one of those old books, uh, you don't need a hard copy, and there are ways to get those, but there, you can go to uh, – Nahelp.org, you can go to the Yahoo groups where Radio Free NA is parked and and find the information in that group. You can go to oldschool or originalna.org or .com, all four of those addresses work, and you can download these versions of the basic text that have that in that because that question really answers itself when you read Tradition 4 out of any of those volumes. Uh, And, again, it it does anyway, but there's, there's a lot of missing information in the other versions of the basic text they were taken away because service committees did want control.
1: Right. Well, I just think it's really good that uh, it's, it's, you know, he's asking that there, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that it is a, because it is a great responsibility we as groups take on. And by studying these traditions, we learn about that responsibility. You know, right. It, it, basically, I think that's the good part that you're also given information on how to get the book. If you go into Radio Free, you go into Radio Free 1 up into the files, you go under basic text, and you can get this stuff that he's talking about, okay, or on them web page he keeps talking about. So if you're listening to this here, you can get the information, and you can also discuss it, and uh, we're free and open to discuss it with you. So uh, the Sweet. next question uh, if groups go on, like, minding their own business and doing what they do and sort of cut themselves off from other groups and a lot, you know, he's looking for a, uh basically, and others have learned a lot, you know, he's looking for uh experience in this area, okay, is what he's really looking for. If the groups go on mind their own business and doing what they do and sort of cut themselves off from other groups, uh you know, they're saying a lot of ESC E S H is lost. Uh in one sense yes, in another sense no. Uh you know, and, and then he's saying and others could have learned a lot from the E S H. Uh you have to watch on what you're 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 saying there because uh you know uh you know, I it's like we were cut off from the rest of the fellowship not by choice. They cut us off, and they cut us off because they rejected us totally because I was involved originally with the Grateful Dave court suit in Philadelphia, and uh, our group was a very instrumental in helping Dave defend himself and uh, you know uh, we chose then, after they totally and people say we you know we left that area, that area rejected us. Actually we still went, they rejected us, and they rejected uh following their own uh practices uh violating group autonomy and violating group conscience when the conscience made decisions on printing public information posters and it was approved, and they refused even to pay for it and and one member got got had to pay for all them them p i posters uh you know and and uh, and uh it affected that member's uh financial situation, you know, that had to pay for him because he's the one that entered into the contract with them, uh, you know, with that printer. And the printer did the job and then the area refused to pay for it, even the groups even though the group said pay for it. You know, and uh and so we got rejected in all forms, you know, and uh affected other members and everything with this here on the responsibility uh, that they were not accountable to pay their bills, and one member ended up having to pay all these bills. You know, uh, because he took it literally that he signed the contracts for this year and was not going to stick. You know, and, uh, did we lose ESC from them? No, we didn't at all. Our group didn't lose anything. We gained strength by finding other groups that uh, basically thought the traditions were important and thought that we should follow traditions. And we were no longer going to accept the group think tank of World Services at that point that was attacking uh, these members and, and dragging them through court cases and affecting NA as a whole in the public light. Uh, we chose to, yes, as when you're going to reject us in that manner that we wouldn't participate with this. However, we find groups that were willing to participate and learn the traditions and uphold these principles in all our affairs. So it's a it's a tricky question, but I understand what they're going through because they're getting rejected over there, and uh, they got a region basically saying to them that we're removing you from the meeting list, and then they're practicing now to. And it's not that you guys have rejected them; they are rejecting you in the same manner as we got rejected. And they're actually discussing at their region to go start up meetings on the same night that their home groups are on instead. Okay to cause more disunity within the eastern Holland area of Narcotics Anonymous, because that's what his question is coming out of, is the eastern Holland area of Narcotics Anonymous. And you have a region that's practicing trying to basically affect the groups in that area in a, in a negative manner, trying to basically destroy these groups by starting meetings on the same nights and stuff, you know, and telling people they're not Narcotics Anonymous. They're going through the same thing we went through, you know, at a different time, we went through this in the early '90s, late '80s, early '90s. These guys are going through it now in 2018. And yeah, it does and it's them.
0: happening all over. It's happening all over the world right now, and and even right. in places in the United States, it's happening again. Um, you know, the the thing is, it's true. When a group voluntarily cuts itself off from other groups. I'm not talking about service committees. I'm talking about other groups or other groups cut off a single group. We do lose the experience, strength, and hope of those groups. And I want to be very clear that the groups that have joined the fellowship service conference, we're not telling groups, cut yourself off from the rest of NA. We're not telling you that those other meetings that follow a corporate structure aren't NA. We're, we, what we are doing is providing something for groups that that want to have the tradition. And it's not we. It's the groups when I say we. It's not a group of individuals. It's the groups that have created this this service conference, the fellowship service conference, and the alternate service informational structure that it directs. And, and it, it, it's all about coming together and being able to share that experience, strength, and hope when you have been cut off or, or when you don't have representation on a committee. And, and even if your group voluntarily withdraws from World, which is what our group did, I haven't read this year's car, and I'm not going to, but when was the last time you read the car that you heard any experience, strength, and hope from a group or a or, 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 or region or, or an area for that matter? What you're getting is the opinions of, of a world board. You're getting the opinions of service committees. You're not getting any experience and strength and hope from groups the way things are currently structured now. Uh, but I, I want to use the group that I belong to as an example, and, and believe me, it's not me and it's not my decision's. It's literally a group conscience, but we never joined world. We're not going to as long as they use the concepts, as long as the home groups aren't empowered. And I, I doubt that day will ever come in the current mainstream structure. But we still go to area every week, or excuse me, every month, and we share with those other groups. We don't vote in that area body. Uh, they, they will let us if we want to. We, we don't join that area body. We share our experience, strength, and hope with those groups. Those groups share their experience, strength, and hope with us. And it's amazing uh, because this particular area committee now only uses traditionalist literature for H&I. They have quit reading the concepts at area and rejected those completely. Uh, There's a debate right now going on that we're not participating in the the debate as to whether or not they should withdraw from that world structure. I I had an addict come out of the last area meeting and tell me that they – they, that everybody walked out over a disagreement about world. And I said, I thought everybody was on the same page with what world's doing now. And, and he said, yeah, the argument is about whether or not uh, how we should respond, whether we should withdraw, whether we should get involved with this cat and car, whether we should ignore it completely. And, and again, what they're missing there is, is how come we're arguing on the conference floor, why aren't you going and asking the groups? And again, because a lot of time these service committees, we're not, we're not sharing the experience, strength, and hope of the groups. We're taking direction from service committees or, or trusted servants that think they're empowered to make those decisions for us. But I, I don't know of any of these groups, and maybe there are, um, but the, especially these historical groups that went through it in the 90s, they didn't. some of them withdrew from world voluntarily, but they didn't withdraw from their local fellowships, and they only withdrew from world when, when the group conscience was being ignored at the world level, so there was no reason to participate. Uh, and Bill should maybe address that because I didn't live that history, but that's that's what I understand from talking to him and various members. I, I don't think anybody just said we're withdrawing from this, this uh, World Service Conference. They said they're no longer here in the group conscience, so there's no longer a reason to go. Is that correct?
1: Well, the article that uh, we we wrote, okay, for the new new uh, Awakening newsletter, okay, <laughs> concerned with this year and when we formed our new area, okay, the groups made a decision that we weren't going to participate in any, uh, region or World Service Conference because uh, they weren't listening to the groups. Real simple, they were not listening to the groups, so why participate in a blatant violation of group conscience? They're not going to be heard, why go there? Uh, you know, and uh, it, it's not that we didn't make every attempt first, okay? Participate, okay? We participated with the old area until we got unbearable, and they weren't listening to group conscience, Like I said, you know, they weren't listening to group conscience. They, they, the, the body had become a dictatorship body, and the traditions demand we, you, you, you cannot, you cannot participate in something that's wholly violating our principles in that affair, and that's why we, why are we, why do we keep coming here, and you got a. a one member basically an area chair making decisions for all the air, all the groups within the area that are there's no conscience there on it, but they're they're making decision and you're and you're you're controlled by that. You know, and they're affecting other members in their financial situations. You know, and so we were forced out of that. You know, it's we didn't it's a very difficult thing when you're first going through it because your conscience has to define what narcotics anonymous is first. And it was almost like we were rejecting rejecting n a when we first did these these things in the beginning when we first printed the book it, we didn't print the book because uh you know uh, we wanted to be doing something uh, against the fellowship we did it because the conference was not soliciting to the fellowship and uh that we were get we were we we were basically looking like fools in, you know, out there in the real world uh, having a book every other year, a different book. And it had nothing to do with group conscience. Group conscience never asked for the basic text to be changed. Group conscience didn't ask for that, but the conference kept doing it, and the office kept, you know, pressuring the, the groups to change our book, and they make decisions on the conference world without having group conscience. And, and we finally said that was enough. We're not gonna be any more like this here. You come out with a fifth edition basic text all of a sudden, okay? First support edition. And then we still gave, we printed the book and then we still gave them another opportunity, okay, to correct it. Instead they created a fifth edition on the conference floor without group content. The only thing they had to vote on was to return, to return us to the third edition revised basic text. That's the only motion from the group said that they, they had, and yet they created the fifth edition. All right? It's <laughs> just like. And we said that we couldn't participate with that any longer. Yeah, they were printing no the book. Ever, correct? Right. None. Yeah. And that's why we printed the book. We said that was it. We're no longer going to be dictated and mandated by a conference. We, we're done with that. And we printed the basic text, and uh, we printed it in the version. And we restored it to what we feel felt at that point of time. The only thing that we could put back in was the fourth and ninth because that was never changed and never proposed by the groups to change our fourth and ninth and that 's why it was put back in the book. The rest of the things the groups did vote on, and we chose that we would not violate what the groups voted on all right uh. And we know that was group conscience. The third edition revised, the little white book changes were group conscience. We may not have liked the process they did, okay, by the Board of Trustees uh, recommended them changes, but the groups voted on them changes. It wasn't that they didn't vote on them. Did they make mistakes? Yes, but we accepted the mistakes because the groups were allowed to make mistakes, and we allowed the Board of Trustees to make mistakes, and we approved their mistakes, you know, and that's why we printed that book instead, instead of yeah, just going back to the second edition.
0: Yeah, because the groups yeah. had given voice to that, even if they were put in a position where if you want certain things, you have to accept things you didn't ask for. They they right. did actually vote. Mm-hmm. And that's why our group decided to do that
1: there. And with other groups, we decided to print this together then after the the – 89 conference, we talked together as, you know, uh, the group in Philadelphia, our groups in, up here in Allentown that were doing this, there were seven of us at that point of time, seven groups, and uh, and then the, a few groups in in, uh, in South Bay. okay, uh, made the decision together then to work together as groups at printing the book, and we chose, at that point, we used we we chose Grateful Dave to do most of the printing, even though there was some printing done in Florida, because they got a uh, you know their finances together down there, and Dave was down there, so we printed some down there uh, at that point of time also. Okay, but we generally our printer came out of West Virginia at that time, you know, and the group made a decision to use that printer, and we kept his 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 anonymity in that there, where no one knew where the printing was being done, you know. But that was something we made a decision to do. Uh, you know, as groups, and the book has been printed ever since. You know, but, uh you know, we tried everything he's talking about. We tried participating with the other groups in the structure, and we participated with those who would participate with us till they rejected us, okay? And then we chose to start other meetings instead, and we still, you know, uh, put the idea out, hey, keep creating new meetings, and you will create a whole new uh, fellowship of Narcotics Anonymous that's uh, practicing all these principles and all their affairs, you know, and that's what we promote, you know, and, and that's where it gets also the next question. Also, self-will gets, uh, you know, or, you know gets, can get involved, basically, is what he's talking about. Also, self-will, a go to maybe. we yeah, sometimes self-will gets involved in stuff, okay, and we have to watch that. We have to be aware of it, and we can't allow that to direct the group, okay? All right? We cannot become a, And that basically is dealing with other traditions where we don't allow, you know, uh, strong personalities to dictate to the groups, you know, and yeah. we have to watch that. You know, so that's something we have to be very aware of. And I have to be aware that my personality does not control our group, that I only present ideals and uh, then sit back and allow the group to evolve instead. You know, I present ideals and I let the ideal go and then let the group uh, choose on how they're going to operate with that ideal. You know, uh, know, as you see me at the conference, I don't, uh, I basically, I I don't really hold a position. I do, but I don't, okay? I'm just an agent, okay, for the Anonymite Foundation. I'm not anything else. I'm not uh, sitting up there sharing it. It took me how many years to finally get someone to take it, Okay. (laughs) Yeah,
0: so it's, it, uh, it, uh, I love it, okay? It, yeah, the Anatomy Foundation is not part of the conference. It's part of the service structure that the conference directs. Uh,
1: yeah, let the groups direct, direct okay? Yeah. It, yeah and I got no power direct. as your agent. That's the great part.
0: Right. The, the conference directs it, but it is it is through the groups, and that's why it's, it's an actual conference and not a committee. Committees <laughs> make these decisions, and this conference comes together and says to the groups, what do you want us to do? Um, Right, it's kind of neat when you
1: you have no power as a trusted son, okay? (laughs) okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's a neat spiritual. It's really
1: a spiritual thing to practice.
0: It it, it took me some bumps and bruises last year to uh, finally start to surrender to that, I think, at the conference level. Um, And hopefully it helps you a lot. Yeah, it, it helps a lot. If you ever want okay. to go and take a service position where you literally have have no official p- position and you, you you're literally at the bottom of the the service structure, it's it's a, it's amazing <laughs> to learn about self-will in those regards and to show you how much you have still got. <laughs> That's <laughs> so the good man, part. part okay, yeah. Next, um, question like, when, next question is
1: what? Next question is when we work with a when we work with a small group or we we get blindfolded on or not, maybe see our own defects that will, over time, it may get poisonous. Well, it can get poisonous if we're not practicing the principles, okay, and we're allowing self-will, we're allowing our defective character to conduct this type of attitude, okay, and we'll get poisonous. You know, and we have to be very aware of that again, okay, Uh and we can't have our blindfolds. We have to be open-minded, and that's one thing about it. Talks about the you know the principles that we need to practice: the open mind is the willingness. You know, basically, we have to stay open-minded. We got to have willingness, and we can't have blindfolds on. And we have to look around, and we have to look at all sides of an issue, and we got to be open to discuss them. Okay, yeah, you know, and uh, and you know, years ago, uh, like someone was questioning me on the word anonymous my foundation. And I said, well, they didn't even know where it came from. I said, well, it came from when we were writing the basic text. We created a, a worldwide home group, okay, where we could meet. Uh, because of our service in writing the book, okay, people attacked us for writing the book. And it's kind of funny. You're writing the book for Basic Text of Narcotics Anonymous. You're writing this book, and you're getting attacked when you come to your home area because they were holding on to their blindfolds, and they're looking at your, you can't change our book. And we're look, we don't even have a book. What are you talking about? We don't even have a book. And they're like, we can't change their book. And what they were talking about, we couldn't change AA big book. Well, it wasn't our book. But you got to tax yeah. for that. So we created a home group, a worldwide home group. We passed the cards out, the Anonymous Foundation. And that's where the word came from. And I said, it really emphasized something that we met, and we would meet in at the We go to conventions, okay, or we go to a literature conference. And afterwards we would meet as a worldwide home group and discuss our feelings basically, okay? We would discuss our feelings and what's going on home you know, back home. And we were setting up a network of people that supported the idealism of the twelve traditions and participating within these twelve traditions and of our service that we were doing that was kinda comical. Uh, because we were writing the book. You know, uh, how are you gonna be attacked for writing the book? You know, what I mean? it's it's like and it it is a first experience in my lifetime where a book was totally approved by every group of narcotics anonymous with on the first without uh <laughs> you know, a fight. The fights all happened before that, okay? <laughs> we were writing it, okay? So we created this thing, okay, uh And we had to keep our blindfolds off. We had to stay open-minded. We had to have the willingness and desire and not get caught up in uh, being a single group and not taking any outside thoughts in. We had to take outside thoughts in, okay, from all over the world, you know, and what we're doing and getting this message out and how this was going to get our message out. Because we only become as sick as our own group, and that's an old saying we have. We only become as sick as our own group, if we stay isolated within that group. And we're not reaching out and getting other ideals and stuff like that. And that's why I support the whole thing of the communication network, uh, you know, and communicating with one another and talking about things, okay, and getting information and then making decisions without, you know, becoming sick and poisonous and influencing that poison to continue, okay? And that's where group think comes in again. So that's kind of neat, okay?
0: Yeah, most definitely. Um, as far as the small group, I, it's, a lot of times we come into this fellowship and we're, we're taught things that are not in the traditions. And so if we're going with this Nas mentality of the way a, a group's conscience happens, even though it ultimately gets ignored, is – you you throw out all these ideas in a brainstorming session and then you have a debate and, and the best ideas will rise to the top. Uh, That's not even necessarily true in a big group. It's it's more about who's got the strongest personality and who can argue the best, but our traditions don't say anything about that. And so if we go through and we look at the way group conscience happens, it's a loving God is maybe expressed in our, as he may express himself in our group conscience. And so, if we're following those traditions, I, I have found that I've been in large groups and, and even a member of a large home group where the traditions weren't being followed and where, where character defects were being reinforced. I've, I've been involved in home groups that there were two or three members and, and the exact opposite was happening. And I'm not saying a small group is superior. What I'm saying is when we do what those traditions say, it, the, the more clean addicts we have, definitely the better. The, the broader the experience, strength, and hope we have, as far as our actual membership that's great but as far as making decisions for the group if we follow this process and if we're we're living the principles and the steps and traditions my my experience with the with them has been that they work period there's not a gray area for me they work and and if i happen to be a member of a small group or if the group i participate in happens to not be a member of a larger service body a lot of times I've I found a more spiritual setting where I was able to better see my own. I would have never seen my character defect of self-will in the mainstream service structure. matter of fact, I would I would rise to the quote-unquote top. Um, I'd, I'd be able to hold these positions of perceived authority. But when I took a position in this as-is structure at the Fellowship Service Conference, I learned really quick about how big my character defects really were. Uh, even though there's a hundred some odd groups on our schedule, uh, as, as opposed to you know seventy some odd thousand or whatever world is claiming uh, at the NAS level, uh, I had uh, character defects exposed because I'm participating with people who who are willing to call me out on that and 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 saying hey buddy you're not you're not going to run this show you don't have that authority even in my home group I w- w- with two or three members or four members I've had home group members tell me do you want to have a group conference or do you want to be right I, I haven't had that happen in the big groups. I've been able to run over the big groups at times. Still connected uh, Okay.
1: Yeah, I just think, uh, you know, it's good stuff. And it, it's just like uh, it always brings more questions up than answers. And we have to the, yeah. the, the check ourselves out at the group level. And the realization is, are we open-minded? Are we willing do we have a desire to allow other people to communicate with us on these areas, okay? And not become that there uh, stuck on ourselves and become like a little cult, yeah? You know? And uh, the next question, I'd, I'm, I'm pretty sure we answered it, okay? Question, yeah, I think what it's are almost done. It. Affecting other groups or any as a whole, I think we answered that
0: already. Haven't we? I was thinking that when I read it myself actually, that it was very similar to another question and we did get into to some of that.
1: Yeah, well in, in the next question, having a lot of people who are just learning about the traditions ask me this question. Sometimes it's hard for me to come up with specific examples. I remember hearing someone describe this anything that would violate the traditions. So in other words, each group has full autonomy except when the two would violate the traditions. Uh I I really believe if uh, Chris here, uh, he's not on the call, I don't think, but if he has any other questions uh, uh, and someone wants to copy these questions and post them, uh, you know, answer to Radio Free, it'd be great, but I think we answered a lot of that already. And the other ones are just out of the tradition guide, okay, that we're writing, the other questions, which we answered a lot of them, okay? I think we answered all of them already. You know, what is the spiritual principle within the fourth tradition? How does how do you apply the spiritual principle within the home group structure? What is a double-edged sword? We talked about that. How does this double-edged sword affect me? We answered that. How does your na How does your na home group practice autonomy? Uh, we gave examples of that. How can the autonomy affect other groups or as a whole? We gave examples of that in this discussion already. So, is there any other? Uh, you know. Uh, issues here that need to be answered, I would feel free that you should go on Radio Free, post it, and talk about it, and be open on it, because I try not to answer any of these questions on Radio Free when they're first posted uh, to after the podcast, okay? Uh, I'm tempted, but I don't do it, okay? Uh, and the reason I don't do it, because I want it discussed openly like this here and talked about, and I think we covered all the other questions already here, Okay. All right, uh, you know, uh, what are some of the examples of matters affecting other groups trends? as a whole? I think we answered that pretty specific, okay? Is there anything else there on that one?
0: Uh, I, I don't think there is. I'm, I'm going to open up the – there's a couple of callers that we haven't unmuted at all uh, at this point. Um but, yeah, if the if the question is at what point does a, a a committee have authority to dictate to groups, I think we already answered that as well. But, again, it's about our group looking at what we're doing. Um, the best example of it, I, I think, is to go research yourself what happened in the literature movement and what happened with the fourth edition because we did have this, this thing where what literature are we using? Is this going to affect NA as a whole? And, and the groups that opted to print older literature, it came down to, we need to do this because we've had a committee and and service structures affect NA as a whole already. But again, it's, I think it's that fourth, if you look at those older editions of the book, uh, well the the approval draft second and the baby blue, you, you can see in that fourth tradition exactly what we're talking about and exactly it's the responsibility of your group to consult with other groups. There's not a committee that tells you, Hey, these things belong to us and here's what the groups can have. It's, it's your group, being spiritual and letting go of that self-will and saying, okay, where do we need to coordinate with other groups on these issues and where is it appropriate to move ahead if we're being dictated? Uh, I'm going to go ahead. There's a caller on the line. If you just heard your line unmuted and you want to speak up and ask a question, go ahead. Hey guys, Ramon here. I have no question. All things are answered. Right on. And uh, we got Herman here still. I'm going to, Open. It sounds like we're not having any more of the background noise we were having before. But uh, Herman's line is open as well, so all the lines should be open now at this point. Anybody else who had any other questions or things they wanted to discuss? Great. Obviously, there were some questions that it, it, I do believe that we answered all the uh, questions. Some of the questions have been answered in previous questions. If if you submitted a question or you don't think some of those other questions we read or fully answered to your liking or that there needs to be more discussion, get on the Radio Free NA groups. Just uh, type in Radio Free NA into uh, any search engine, and it will either direct you to a a Facebook page, which would have a link to the Yahoo forums or the Yahoo forums themselves. Uh, There is an approval process, but it's really just submitting your name and you're approved. Nobody gets screened out of that. Um, It's just to make sure that we don't have people stumbling across and looking at our issues who aren't members of NA so that they're consciously saying, Yeah, I'm a member of NA and I, I want to participate in these discussions. So uh with that, uh one last chance, anybody has anything else they want to bring up, go ahead. If I not you've like been to... Oh go I ahead, just
1: like, I'd just like to thank everyone for allowing me to participate in this in this year. Uh and uh, I think it's great that uh, we get uh, so many questions, uh, you know, that we could discuss today. And uh, posting it right now. Please listen to the podcast. And if we have not answered the questions fully, please post it on Radio Free so we can discuss them further, okay, on, on the site. And, uh, but this is what we call communication. This is what we call discussion uh, you know, this is what we call uh, basically uh, staying out of a group think tank, okay, and being open to hear others discuss these issues together to better our fellowship as a whole. And I think that's what this does, and uh, I really want to thank you guys for
0: that, okay? Yeah, most definitely. And along with what Bill said, you know, this is just a, a group of addicts sharing our Experience with these things. If you think we're wrong, that's that's great. Um, go ahead and have those discussions on radio. You want be exactly get after better yet, maybe take some of these issues to your home group and, and say, "Hey, let's discuss these." Because these discussions should be in your home group. Um, nobody here is, is an ultimate authority on any of these thank you for listening. Uh, this has been Radio, excuse me, not been Radio, it's been Autonomous Unity on the Solidarity with Autonomy Network, the Swan. Uh, please tune in next month when we deal with Tradition 5.